0: Welcome to the Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx, by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra.
1: And I'm Dave Smith. It's Monday, July 25th, and we're the podcast that updates whenever there's news, all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. Pope Francis is in Edmonton, Alberta, in Canada today to meet with indigenous survivors of church-run residential schools. Throughout the 20th century, more than 150,000 indigenous children were forcibly taken from their families. All were stripped of their culture and many were physically and sexually abused, even killed. The Pope apologized in Rome a few months ago, but what he's calling his six-day penitence tour marks a historic acknowledgement of the church's role in what many call a cultural genocide. A wildfire roaring through Yosemite got a whole lot bigger over the weekend. The Oak Fire is now one of the biggest blazes of the year in California, forcing thousands of evacuations. So far, it's burned through 22 square miles of bone-dry forest. It's up against 2,000 firefighters, but Cal Fire reports no containment yet. Elon Musk is denying a Wall Street Journal report that he had an affair with the wife of Google co-founder Sergey Brin. The journal said Musk fell to his knees at a party earlier this year to beg Brin's forgiveness for the affair, which allegedly took place in December. In a tweet, Musk called the story BS and added, quote, haven't even had sex in ages, sigh, says the guy who's reportedly had three children with two different women in the last year. It's pretty rare to see a horror movie beat out a Marvel movie at the box office, but Jordan Peele isn't your typical horror director. His first two movies, Get Out and Us, proved that he can put butts in seats, and his latest movie, Nope, continued that tradition, topping the weekend box office with $44 million. Marvel Studios' Thor Love and Thunder got half of that, coming in at second place with $22 million. The Moscow Chess Federation rented a robot that could play three people at once for a tournament last week, but then a seven-year-old boy playing against it made a move and didn't wait for the robot to respond before making another move. The robot grabbed his finger and broke it. The Guardian has a video of the incident. The robot was designed to beat his opponents, but perhaps the original programming said, by any means necessary.
0: Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens, so check back whenever you want to know the latest. Coming up, we talk about why the great resignation might not actually be giving workers that much power. We talk a lot about the great resignation, including here at the Refresh and Insider, and we often bill it as this great reckoning that's putting more power in the hands of workers. You know, they have the freedom to leave for better paying jobs, to be happier, but it might not be all it's cracked up to be. At least that's what one Insider reporter, Juliana Kaplan, says. So, Juliana tons of people are leaving their jobs, right? To put out a number, 4.5 million people quit their jobs in March alone. But when it comes to corporate or office work, you write that for those getting different jobs, grass isn't always greener. So to be
2: clear, there are definitely some people who have gotten more power in this labor market because of the great resignation and their ability to quit. You know, these are people that, There's not anyone who's really waiting in the wings to take over their role, for instance. So employers really need to hold on to them.
0: And what about the people you've spoken to who have not had that great of an experience? So
2: the only thing you really can do to materially improve your conditions is quit. As a worker, you maybe are leaving for more money. So one person I spoke to in this story said that when They got a new job, right? They did make more money at their new job, but basically everything else was still a drawback. And that's where she sort of encountered the limitations of worker power. Joblist, which is a job site, just did a really big survey of people throughout the labor market. And 26% of the people they interviewed who jobs switched said that they regretted quitting their last job. And within that cohort as well, 42% said their new roles have not lived up to their expectations.
0: Juliana, how is, you know, this looming economic slowdown affecting the Great Resignation? What are economists saying about it?
2: You know, we're seeing some companies implement hiring freezes, for instance, and economists say, you know, during a time of downturn, workers probably don't necessarily want to leave their jobs at the same time, we're also seeing layoffs. And, you know, I should note, we haven't seen recession showing up yet in our labor market data. All of that does run a month or two behind. But that being said, it's a pretty simple calculation. If you're having a lot of people laid off and a lot of companies that are hiring a lot less, all of a sudden workers don't necessarily have the upper hand for all of those job openings, right? Because The companies want to hold on to people. They don't necessarily want to hire you. And then there's a lot more people looking for work.
0: You also write that companies are growing increasingly willing to just leave jobs open instead of agreeing to pay some workers more.
2: Yeah, so that's sort of one aspect of what's called monopsony, which is a fun word to say. Okay. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Yes. So monopsony is an economic concept referring to employers power, the power that employers have to set wages and set working conditions. So the idea is that in a perfectly competitive labor market, you would not really be dealing with monopsony, right? Everyone would have to be competing with each other to keep raising their wages higher. However, that being said, for as hot of a labor market we're in, we are not in a perfectly competitive labor market. The Treasury Department found recently, actually, that workers right now are getting paid 15 to 20% less than they would in a perfectly competitive labor market. And that is because employers have monopsony
0: power. Huh? Any other important takeaways from your reporting, Juliana?
2: Absolutely. I think that one of the biggest through lines here is that employers play a really outsized role in Americans' lives. And that's part of the reason that workers can intrinsically just never have that much power. Because in America, your employer is often responsible for helping you out with childcare, with health care, with housing, with food. We don't have any structural policy that ensures Americans have those things. And that's a really important tension and dynamic that even with the great resignation giving some people a little bit more power hasn't changed.
0: Juliana, thanks for chatting with me. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure.